Hi, my name's Chico. I went and listened to Baff and Mel. They told me that I could go to their channel on anchor.fm. And sure enough, Baff was right. Right there, it says little message button. I clicked on it and here I am, leaving a beautiful and inspiring message to all the Baff and Mel fans and the Burden Eden podcast community. If I can do it, so can you. I hope that everyone can reach down deep inside themselves and find the courage to press the message button and record some bullshit just to send them so they have to listen to it. I don't care if it wastes their time. They probably don't either. What matters is, is that you do it. So do it today. Welcome back to another kid-friendly episode of the Burning mm. Eden Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Bath, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. So Mel, I have a question about your 54-gallon barrel of lube. Ooh, my body is ready. What's your question? So do you truly believe that 54 gallons will be enough for the convention? Wait, do you think we'll need more? I mean, we have been waiting over a year to finally meet up with all of you heathens! You so know, Beth, you, you're right, you're right. Um, You are smart, no matter what others have told me otherwise. Wait a damn minute. Don't worry about it, Beth. Don't, just, don't, it. don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> On today's episode, we have mm. a former charismatic Christian, Ooh. and he's he uh, was also a theology student. Hmm, he's super smart. Huh. Please so welcome smart. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, yes. Welcome, Jerry. Yes. Hello. So- I, I hear so you're smart. Are you smart? Uh, <laughs> How smart am I? are you? <laughs> I guess that's for everyone else to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> God damn it. Well, welcome to the shit show. Yeah, welcome to the shit show. How are you today, sir? Thank you. I'm doing very well. As I said, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, yeah. It's my first time Ooh. sharing about my experiences with nice. my religious past and everything uh, on a public platform outside of TikTok. So this is yes. something very new for me and Fancy. I'm really looking forward to it. Fuck yeah. Popping them popping cherries. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry popping with Baff and Mel. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's everybody's new kink. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I wonder <laughs> how different how different the bible story would have been if the forbidden fruit were a cherry (laughs) (laughs) oh man see that's a Uh, question i could possibly get behind you know popping cherries for the lord (laughs) for the lord (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) do you tie the stem with your with your tongue into the shape of a cross or something oh my god (laughs) Yeah, it's, God damn it. uh, ju- it's a ritual for Jesus, it's a ri- right? speaking in tongues you know like <laughs> instead of wine it's it's cherry uh cherry uh what do you call it? juice or cherry coke you cherry know? coke, <laughs> cherry- <laughs> coke. <laughs> oh my god oh, wow. i freaking love cherry coke so that that explains a whole lot so Ooh. cherry coke is pretty good no saying shut the fuck up you don't agree no no, See, he's lame. He's fucking well, I, lame. Says the lady who only eats chicken. Chicken is healthy. <laughs> God damn it! I eat meat. I like meat in my mouth. Okay. Of course, we all yeah. know that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been forty-six episodes. I think they all know that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is anyway. A well, shit show. <laughs> he's already regretting it. Right. We don't know that. No, no, like, we are. We're off to a great start. My, my first time is, is, is amazing. It's better, better than my actual first time. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. damn! So, I, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. You know. There, there you go. There you go. I wow. aim to please. You know. It's, uh... <laughs> and I please to aim. Um, oh my what? god! <laughs> Just not in the hair bath, okay? Not in the hair. <laughs> Unless it's, unless it's in the shower, then that's different. You know? Okay. But still. Okay. Ugh. 
<laughs> anyway, per anyway. tradition, per tradition, we would love the guest to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us, Mr. Jerry? Awesome. So today I have a passage from Deuteronomy chapter Ooh. 25, Ooh. verses 11 and 12 in the NIV. Ooh. Shall I read? Yes, please yes. do. <laughs> if two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant mm. and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, okay. you shall cut off her hand. Show mm. her no pity. Amen. I agree. Yeah, amen. Yeah, totally. Fam- family have... wholesome content right there. I mean, if you want to grab my junk... I... You... <laughs> All you got to do is I, ask, I, right? I, I mean, we need some like consent. They emphasize the, the gonad grabbing. The that, gonad. That, is, that, <laughs> that is my favorite part of the passage right there the gonad grabbing. Yes. See, absolutely... everybody's getting shafted in this episode. Like... Whole, wholesome, Just, wholesome, and holy content. Do you use both right hands or one hand? Like, what, what, what does God want in the situation? I mean, apparently, they have to cut off. The, the wife's hand so if it's one hand i guess true true one-handed true. you know dang <laughs> well that's that was amazing thank you yeah that was <laughs> <You're> amazing <welcome. laughs> fucking, fucking bible God damn it. that bible the fucking bible uh, well um would you like to give us your religious background and how you got to where you are today absolutely yes. um Wow, it's been a really long journey. <laughs> How long uh, was it? No. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> Longer than average. Oh, hey. Okay. Go on. Uh, Go on. <laughs> wow. So I guess we'll uh, we'll start off in the beginning. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I grew up as a very lonely kid, and I don't say this to to be like, oh, pity me or or feel mm-hmm. bad. I I just say this because this is a really good example of how religion gets its claws into you. Uh, mm-hmm. They take yeah. advantage. And yep. um, as a kid, I grew up no father, mother was very distant, and mm-hmm. I was a very lonely child. And I spent a lot of time drawing. That was how I kind of escaped my reality. I would throw myself into this whole world of imagination. I would use art as a form of escapism. Mm. And that's all I wanted to do was was to draw. And religion kind of took advantage of that. And uh, being a kid who felt very much alone they preached the gospel of jesus and his love and his acceptance and you know that's that's how it begins that's how the manipulation starts it's it's never it never starts off as oh you're this terrible person right from the bat they they hook you in right and they they make you feel loved and wanted and accepted and then eventually you realize, well, it's not all fun and games anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of rules and there's, there's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of things that you have to abide by, a, a lot of passions and loves and goals and dreams and aspirations that you have that you have to give up oh. for God because right. you have to put him first in your life. And so I just remember uh, being five years old at Prospect Park in New York City. Mm. And we had a church event that my, my mother had brought my family to. And sitting there alone by myself as a child while watching all of the other kids playing, uh, one of the church leaders came up to me and he started talking to me about the love of God and how he could make me feel accepted and How i didn't have to you? feel lonely anymore i was five. Oh, oh my gosh what is wrong and, with people oh. yeah at childhood indoctrination i mean it's a it's a terrible mm. thing but it's a lot more common than we'd like yeah. to you gotta get him young admit. unfortunately yep 
And mm-hmm. so ever since then, I kind of threw myself into this wholeheartedly. I thought, wow, I am really accepted and loved by somebody for once. And mm-hmm. I kind of have a pretty addictive personality. When I, when I get passionate about something, I throw everything into it. Right. And so mm-hmm. I did it with my art. I, I did it with a lot of other things that I was interested in. And through this phase of my life, it was religion. I, I got deep into religion and I went headfirst and put my all into it. And so everything I did had to be about Jesus. Jesus this, mm-hmm. Jesus that. Uh, this, was, this was the era of MySpace by the way. Oh, <laughs> you my remember space. MySpace, I'm yes. sure. Yep. The wow. MySpace era when we, we had our profiles, we had our, our top 10 list of That's, friends yeah. that right. we had on there. Yeah. And we could decorate, you could decorate your profile with any yes. type of design. I was so and, good and at it. Yep. I was, I, yeah, I, as an artist, I really enjoyed that because I got to express myself artistically. Yeah. However, I was in my Jesus phase. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. so <laughs> my entire profile was littered oh. with Jesus fish and oh. <laughs> and oh, I love Jesus and Bible verses and and all of this stuff and and it, it just my my whole life for for many years after that was dedicated to this one thing yeah. and mm. I I had gone to a school for art that was dedicated to art. I was actually an animation uh, student in high school because as I said, I I really wanted to be an animator initially. And uh, one of the passions (laughs) that I decided to give up eventually, very sad, but I felt personally that God was calling on my life to become a minister. Oh God. This was something that, that I felt that the Lord was putting on my heart and my life was to become a minister and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, because this is what I believed had helped me when I was feeling down and at my worst point, Mm -hmm. I wanted to help others do the same. And so instead of continuing on my career path in the arts, I decided to go to Bible college instead. I gave up on all of my, yes, I gave up on all of my dreams. I gave up on becoming an artist and my goal was to become a minister. And so I went to Bible college. I studied biblical theology at Nyack College in West Nyack, New York. Oh, Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. Yes, they're they're affiliated with Alliance Theological Seminary and um, it's with the the Alliance Church. Oh, Mm mm-hmm. Okay, but I spent five years going to that college, and the more I studied the Bible, the more I actually read what was in it. Mm-hmm. First and mistake, hearing... sir. You shouldn't have started reading. <laughs> it. That's yeah. how a lot of these stories uh, go, though. I realize that the more people read the Bible, the more you begin to realize the bullshit that's actually in there. I know, yeah, right? I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> well, they say that so, the path to atheism is littered with Bibles Bible. read yep. cover to cover. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. And I, I had courses where I studied the Old Testament, the New Testament. I studied the ancient languages. I had Greek courses and Hebrew courses. Mm. And people from all different walks of life went to that college and from all different denominations. I myself personally had been involved with the charismatic movement. Mm. And what's that? You want to tell us what that is? Yeah, I yeah. No I honestly don't know what that is. Yeah, I know. I, I realize I'm skipping around a lot here. No, so no, you're you you're good. Yeah, one, anything, yeah, you were five, please. and then you're in college. That's how much we know no. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. Stop yeah. You do what you want. <laughs> no. well, we'll just jump around here, but uh, yeah, but it okay. all kind of ties together. The, the church that I had attended was a non-denominational church, but uh, we were part of the what was known as the charismatic movement. And what that mm. means is we were, we had close ties with the Pentecostal church, but we no. didn't really affiliate 
we didn't affiliate with Pentecostalism. Um, my pastor personally had close ties with Kenneth Hagin and Todd Bentley, and he was very much into the Word of Faith movement. Okay. It, it involved uh, personal experience and uh, healing the sick, oh. speaking in tongues, oh, all of these sorts of <sighs> physical experiences. Performative shit. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so the charismatic movement, they, they tend to focus very heavily on these experiences because uh, that's, that's all they have. <laughs> they don't really have facts or evidence yeah. to back it up. So if you, if you feel like you have a personal connection with this God that you're being talked about, then, you know, the facts and evidence don't matter because what else mm -hmm. matters more than faith? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the word of faith movement focused on. And they were big on revivals, big on, on, uh, on IHOP revivals. Uh, church revivals, which is kind of like these big tent revivals they used to have throughout history where they would have these large gatherings of people who would claim to heal the sick and, mm. and cast out demons okay. and speak in tongues. And they're, they're really big in the charismatic movement. And mm, okay. that's what I was used to. That, that's, that was my upbringing. That was my, my background. And I went to Bible college feeling like I would be the hero, that I would be this hero for God, this big ambassador that would start revival and and pray for people and they would get get well and and be revived. Well, what a disappointment and you turn you, out to be, man. Oh it, no. Yeah. Little did I know <laughs> Disappointment oh, for God. Right. God is not mad, he's just disappointed. Oh. <laughs> disappointed. God <laughs> damn. Disappointment to God, a disappointment to myself, to my family. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Christian love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I was so gung-ho and, and yeah. just really fired up about this, this experience, this college experience that I was going to have. And mm. little did I know, <laughs> people from all walks of life and different denominations attended this, this university. Mm. And yeah. I went head-to-head -head with a lot of them about so many different topics and biblical issues and people were were challenging my faith and I was challenging theirs and and I had professors reading things from the bible that I had never read before hmm. and the more I began to question what I was reading and think about it and and dive deep into the scriptures I realized there is so many things in here that I don't actually believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, a lot of people I, don't I realize that. It, sorry. It was going to say really quick, like uh, comparable to like a software agreement, you know, where you just scroll, 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 and they hit agree without reading any of the clauses. So they might understand yeah. a couple of things, but there's so much in there that you have no idea that you're agreeing to. So it's kind of yes. like that when it comes to religion. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it was a rough few years for me toward the end of my college experience because mm -hmm. I had this inner conflict with myself Oof. where mm -hmm. I, I believed in God and I believed in Jesus, all of the, uh, what I thought to be the essential, essential doctrines of the mm -hmm. faith. You know, accepting Jesus into your heart as mm -hmm. a, a payment for your forgiveness of sins that you that you can be forgiven and not go to hell <laughs> because because Jesus uh, <sighs> apparently paid the punishment for my sins and so I I believed in all of that but then I started reading the portions of the Bible where it encourages misogyny and mm -hmm. homophobia mm -hmm. and enabling slavery. And, and all of these different stories that I didn't even bother to think twice about because I was so deeply indoctrinated. Right. Yep. And 
I had this inner conflict because I really desperately wanted to believe in God. I desperately wanted to do everything the right way because I thought that this was the path that God had taken me on, right? He put me in this school for a reason. That's what I believe. And so there had to be a reason why I was there. And so this whole challenging my faith and questioning things that I believed had to be part of this whole plan. Hmm. Until <laughs> to test your faith, <laughs> until... right? Yes, until I dun, really dun, dun. thought about this whole doctrine of penal substitutionary atonement. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it's yeah, what is it's... that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Substitution it... of what? <laughs> so it's the the idea that because we are all wicked sinners that we deserve to be punished because mm-hmm. our sin requires punishment mm-hmm. that without, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That, that's, that's, oh and God. so, and so the, the theory of penal substitutionary atonement, it's a widely held evangelical belief where Jesus steps in as the substitute as the payment for our sins in our place so that we don't have to suffer the punishment, but instead Jesus did it all for us. And so that means that there shouldn't be any issue then with sinning, right? Right. You would think so, right? <laughs> but there are so many contradictions yeah. With, right. yeah. with Christian theology and doctrine. And, and it was this particular doctrine that really had me stuck. This mm. is what what had my mind swirling because I, I could not justify the loving, accepting God that I personally believed with this God that required bloodshed in mm. order to forgive people of their sins. Yep. Mm. And... I, I decided to research on it more and and read more books about this and uh, and just dive deeper into it. And then I realized not all Christians actually believe this, but it, it eventually broke down my entire structural foundation of my faith because without wow. Jesus being the sacrifice, without Jesus forgiving my sins, what do I need Jesus for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> what What's the whole point? What, what What was the point of of making all of humanity go through these trials and tribulations, and and especially creating people knowing that they'll end up in hell eventually? Yep. Yep. What is What is with all of that? And, and I just, my entire faith broke down. And that was the beginning of my deconstruction process, I would say. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Around what age it, was this? This was uh, early 20s, early okay. 20s to, to mid 20s, probably. Okay. And once, it, it was wild because I, I had still been attending my church. I had been attending my church for over a decade at this point. Mm. Oh wow! And my pastor had preached penal substitutionary atonement, and so when I left college, not believing in this doctrine, I I still wanted to hold on to my faith, but I wasn't accepting of this, and <laughs> I got oh, wow. to a point where I was promoted in my church to be the youth pastor. Shut oh, up! Gosh, no way! <laughs> Oh, you no. can imagine, you can imagine how, how troubled yeah. <laughs> I felt yeah. about this oh, because I, it, it got even worse for me because mm-hmm. I didn't want the church teaching these children that they were these vile, wicked sinners. And the only right. way for them to be forgiven is through bloodshed. Right. I didn't want them to be taught that. I didn't like, I didn't personally believe that. But I'm in this position where I have to teach these people now. And I had no idea what to do. And it came to a point where I did decide morally whether I should continue being part of this community 
or to continue my path of deconstruction and just continue questioning and evaluating these things that I had learned previously as a child. And eventually I chose to leave. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Definitely made the right decision there. <laughs> that How did this affect you? That is a whole new story. Oh, it, yeah, it, it, it hurt. It, it hurt. fucked yeah. you up, right? I mean, it, it was part of your yeah. identity and you're giving up part of your your being, you know? Because that's figure. that's all I knew. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all I knew. I, I had I had been taught these things since I was five ah. years old. And when from five years old all the way up until my mid to late 20s, just imagine having to rethink about everything that I've been taught, rethink mm -hmm. who I was as a person, rethink my morals, because I was now going against the, the holy book that I was taught contained the very standard for morality itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if I can't base my morality on the Bible, I now have to decide for myself yep. what I'm well, going to shit. do. That's a lot of responsibility, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, it's my scary. morality comes from my neighbor like Steve, it. so there's that. Yeah. You know. I, I just find it so funny how uh, Christians like to say that they derive, derive morality from the God of the Bible when he's the one that's fucking killing everybody, drowning right. babies, endorsing slavery, endorsing yeah. horrible, disgusting shit. And yet they say, well, how do you get your morals? Where do you get your morals from? It's like, uh, I don't like being raped. I don't like being killed. I don't like being abused. Yeah. And right. I don't wish that on other people or I don't have a necessity to do those things. So there you go, bitch. Yeah. That's, that's my morality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, yep. <laughs> yes. And it was especially painful for me mm -hmm. as well because as I said, I grew up in the charismatic movement. And so I had to reconcile all of these so-called experiences with yes. the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yes. With, yep. with now realizing I don't even have evidence that a God exists at all. Wow. Like, how, am, how am I supposed to, to live my life now and follow the path that I want to follow when I... I keep thinking about all of these other experiences that I had and being told by my church that this was an act of God or, or this person was healed by, by the miracle working power of Jesus. And to now having to think about it and be like, well, I was told that this was God, but do I actually have yep. any evidence that it is? <laughs> yeah. Did you speak in tongues at some point? I did. I was, Ooh. I was a, I was a tongue speaking, spirit filled, uh, <laughs> evangelical wow. believer. Else like that, except for the evangelical. Part, I mean, I, right? I'll make you see God, but you know, <laughs> you, you use your tongue, yeah. a lot. Uh... I mean, why not? It's a skill. <laughs> I put it on my resume every now and then. You know, she'll make you see the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'll make you see the light. Speaking. Speaking ah! in tongues and the laying on of hands. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I've heard from uh, other people that, yes, uh, they convince themselves basically, right? And uh, that they're doing those things, that they're uh, having those experiences. And they're, on top of that, there's the uh, emotional manipulation. You have yep. the collective hysteria of the whole congregation, you know. Mm, Holy yep. shit, they're feeling this, therefore... I must feel this. And then you get all hysteric, hysterical and, and feel the Holy Spirit all of a sudden. But that doesn't mean that it is the Holy Spirit. So right. for you, how was it? Was there was there a moment that you truly believe you were feeling these things? Or was there a moment where you're like, I'm going to fake it till I make it? And then that's how it started. It actually started completely genuine. Oh, I, wow. I, I genuinely believed that i was experiencing god at the time holy shit and i would i would you know feel things in my body and mm -hmm. i you we had this thing called falling out under the power or being oh. slain in the spirit where people would oh, fall I heard that one. down onto yeah. on the floor and 
and things like that and speaking in <sighs> tongues goes along with that. I, I genuinely believe that I was experiencing God at the time. Yeah. And that's why it really makes me laugh when mm -hmm. people claim that I was never a true Christian. Oh, yes. People say this all, yeah. all the time on TikTok. I, it, uh -huh. I get these types of comments almost mm -hmm. every single day whenever I post a video. People saying, oh, you you never were a true Christian mm -hmm. because because you if you were a true christian you wouldn't stop believing and things like that and oh, they yep. they fail to understand my upbringing and and how i genuinely believed this to be true and i felt like i was experiencing god i was mm -hmm. super sincere about my faith i i was convinced that god mm -hmm. wanted me to be an evangelist and mm -hmm. go out and heal the sick and and pray for people and lead people to Jesus and that was that was what i believed and so yeah. it just it, it it makes me laugh but it's also incredibly frustrating that people are invalidating yeah. what i went through and all, the years of yes. of toiling and and believing that that I was never good enough for this God or good right. enough for anybody else for that matter. It just, it, it boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that you are, you know, strong, but I'm sure there's other people who are not as strong and right. that really affects their mental health, you know, cause they're being totally dismissed and gaslighted into, you know, basically dismissing their whole experience like, bitch, do you even know what this person went through? Like, right. do you even fucking know? Do you even know how much they truly believed? Because in reality, be believing in something is to be convinced of something. And then, so and if, yeah. Yeah. So ahead. I was about to say, like, they're probably just scared that that might happen to them. You know, they might, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's all about fear mongering, you know? So I wonder if they're just like projecting and just, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I, I know that for a fact that when I was a Christian, I had a lot of trouble with asking questions mm. and asking questions is not something that's very encouraged in the church because the more you <laughs> ask questions, <laughs> the more you actually think about what, what's going in your ears <laughs> and <laughs> in your brain and what, what you're, you know, what you're yeah. taking in and they don't really like questions very much. <laughs> you yeah. might learn something. Holy shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> man, there's just um, so so many crazy, crazy stories and experiences that I have. Like toward the end of me being a youth pastor, mm -hmm. being affiliated with with a church that I was part of for 10 years, mind you, this for over a decade. Wow. I was part of this community. And I had become sort of close with the leadership there. And the second I started questioning this, this doctrine of penal substitutionary atonement, the pastor almost went on a rampage oh. going, uh, going in front of the entire congregation, preaching a sermon about how the things that I was saying was wrong. Whoa. Oh, they and, love you unconditionally unless right. you don't believe the same things, and then they don't love you unconditionally anymore. There are it's, conditions. Yeah, uh, unconditionally with conditions, right? Yeah, yeah. And, that's that's and, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I did not want to teach the youth what they were teaching in the church, mm -hmm. and so I the, at one point I posted a Facebook status about it. And this was kind of, it was a good idea, but a bad idea at the same time. <laughs> posting, posting publicly about something that challenges yeah. the yeah, church, yeah. especially when you're still part of this community, it can be uh, pretty dangerous. Yes. So it, it was, it, it wasn't the smartest thing I could have done, but in the end, in the end, it worked out. To my benefit because i i went through that whole deconstruction and it, it encouraged me to leave at some point but yeah i posted on facebook listen i don't agree with what this man is saying 
I don't agree with what's being preached here. I believe that God is love. And mm -hmm. I believe that th this doesn't reconcile with the God that I've been taught. And it just, it didn't make sense to me. And so I was questioning that. And I said, I, I really don't agree with this. And 10, 15 minutes later, I get a phone call. And who is it from? It's the pastor, the pastor. of the church. Oh, gosh. And he, he is he is mad. He is living. <laughs> He's raising his voice at me, telling me, how dare you make a post publicly that goes against what the very foundation of our theology is. And he, he was pissed about it. And yes. I, I honestly, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I was so used to just curling up into a ball, letting people mm -hmm. walk all over me and and just tell me what I'm supposed to believe, how right. I should believe it, and how I should live my life based on those beliefs and I was not going to take that anymore. And so I told him I I don't see myself being part of this community anymore because mm -hmm. I don't believe this. And he probably didn't you know, like that, that was very that. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a no, fan I mean, of he, that. He, he, Did he just hang up on you? Oh. No, no. He he wanted me to speak with another member of, of the church leadership, one of the oh. deacons. Mm. And he wanted me to talk to them and have a discussion about why or how my beliefs were not biblically sound. And so instead of dealing with it himself and having a genuine conversation with me about what I believed and why he disagreed with what I believed, he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to do the dirty work himself. He would rather mm. pass me off to somebody else Coward. and, yep. and shirk the responsibility. And um, I was just done with it at that moment. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. So I said, I'm done. I don't mm. want to be a part of this church anymore. I don't want to be a part of this leadership. And he said, be kind enough to drop the keys off. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. Damn. That wow. was it. I was done. I, I had never gone back to the church it's after like that. It's like a Band-Aid, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And Well, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's people who've had way worse experiences. Uh, so that, that sounds yeah. a little, like, cool. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't so horrible. I'm sure the um, you had some, you know, lasting effects emotionally, uh, I'm, I'm sure. Um, you know, yeah, you of course, yourself and... from this identity, from this part thing that you've been part of for so long. Um, but was it was there any other issues after that? Like, did they fucking uh, slander you or anything like that? Talk shit about they you? did, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would. They would never. They would never admit to talking mm. shit or gossiping yeah. in any way. But that's really what it was when when the pastor yeah. would preach entire sermons about penal substitutionary atonement and how I was wrong. It, it, it was just, it hurt, but also what hurt mostly was that nobody even cared enough to follow up with me afterward. Oof. That's really what hurt me the most because I was part of this community for over 10 years. I grew very close with some of these people. I attended this church two sometimes three times every single week mm -hmm. wow. three times a week i i went to this church i would spend hours there i was part of their leadership i was a, a youth leader and i went on mission trips with them i traveled to guatemala and to mexico with these people and save the brown people <laughs> yeah, I colonized. Yeah. I oh, <laughs> colonized. I mean, evangelized. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. What's you know. the difference? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what really hurt because after ten years, they didn't even bother to wow. follow up with me. So not one phone call, not one email, 
not one text message from anybody in church leadership or any of the congregation, Mm -hmm. not a single person followed up with me or asked me, how are you doing? How, how is this treating you or, or how are you feeling? None of that. It was not, and and it goes to show how little they actually cared about Uh me as a person. All they wanted was another person to control that fit their narrative and that would help boost their propaganda and and help bring the tithes and offerings into into their facility that that that's all that matters Mm -hmm. to them because if they actually cared they would have followed up with me or or even bothered to ask how i was doing or attempted to even get me back into the church to to experience Mm -hmm. the so-called love and acceptance from from god but there was none of that so wow. so um how did your mom take the the news that you were leaving <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, my, my mother yeah oh yeah i to this day i have a very strained relationship with my mother mm. because uh, okay not only did I grow up in a, a pretty abusive environment, both physically and emotionally and verbally, mm-hmm. but uh, she pretty much sided with them of, on everything. Of course. She, I'm sorry to hear con- that, man. Yeah, she continued to attend that church even after knowing exactly what happened. She she doesn't, as far as I know, she doesn't attend that particular church anymore but uh, Mm. to this day i still have a very strained relationship with her i i there's not a whole lot of trust there there was never there was never a real bond Mm -hmm. that i had with anybody or any members of my family and so that's kind of how i used the church as a way to cope with everything because oh, hey if i if i'm not getting it at home then i might as well find it somewhere else and the church was the right. only place that i that that i had available to me at the time they were your family I didn't know any right? they were your family yeah much. well yeah. i thought they were <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> i thought they were but surprise Shari. <laughs> yeah yeah and there there's a lot still to this day that I don't agree with my mother about uh, she has very homophobic beliefs and <sighs> and uh, she associates with a lot of anti-vaxxers and a lot of <sighs> a lot of uh, very right-wing conservative policies that uh, that are very discriminatory against Does she myself. live in Florida? <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> God damn it, Texas! Just kidding. No, uh, we're, we're we're actually we're all actually from New York City, which is yeah. You would think you would think from a very diverse environment. Right. Yeah. I want to go visit you but, in New York. It's a, I don't know if you live in New York. You don't have to dox yourself right now, but uh, I want to go to New York at some point and check it out. New York City COVID. is amazing. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like right before COVID, my husband and I would go every six months to to the city. Nice, oh, it was awesome. so good. We I, we love Broadway shows, so it's like I need to see a musical right now, please. Yes, right I, now. I just I just recently because I've been trying to. I know it kind it sounds kind of lame, but I've been trying to relive my childhood. Yeah, no, <laughs> in I a mean, way, your childhood was lame. lost. Like, fuck exactly. Yeah. All of, it was all stolen of the from years you. that I lost that were taken right. from me as a child. I, I wanted to do all of these things that I wasn't able to do as a child. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to celebrate Halloween more. And, there you go. And and uh, and I wasn't able to see many broadway shows when i was younger so i've been trying to see as many of them as i can and yes. i just recently saw the phantom of the opera which is Ooh. amazing nice. yes i've yes, been wanting is. to see that ever since i was really little uh my my 10th birthday i was supposed to go see it and i and i didn't get to unfortunately oh. so i made sure that i that i saw it <laughs> that's right i wanted to do that but nice. yeah 
it's great. Yeah. Uh, reliving my childhood, taking back those years that were stolen from me. There it's been a, a tough, but very fulfilling journey at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Finding your own identity, you know, is so important. Yes. And that's something you did not get a chance to do through all these years. Yes. Going from from spreading homophobic doctrines and, and, you know, being very problematic in my own beliefs to Mm -hmm. a person that's discovering himself and and his own sexuality and... Mm -hmm being part of the LGBTQ plus community and, and just all of these, all of these things that I didn't get to discover about right. who right. I was and my own life uh, until I left the church. Yes. Wow. God damn the church. <laughs> Burn it all down, man. <laughs> I hate religion so fucking much. So dude. Much. Like, oh. God damn it. You know, it, we've been doing this podcast now for about a year. Um, and like yes. week oh, to week to week, Thank yeah. You. Thanks, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's just it's kidding. Not, it's, not it's not pleasant with him. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> and it's like every episode, I hear someone else's story, and it makes me hate religion more and more yep. and more and more because of all the damage that it does. It is just so fucking disgusting, and I, I hate it so much. It really makes me upset. You know. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, indoctrination. The, thing, <laughs> the things that religion will will cause people to do is mm-hmm. honestly terrifying and terrible, and just the lengths that people will go to yes. justify yeah. their own personal beliefs, even going to the length of sacrificing their own sense of morality. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. To enable abuse and and <sighs> homophobia and misogyny and all these terrible things. It's just I'm mm-hmm. I'm shocked that I <laughs> I'm shocked but grateful at the same time that I was able to escape yes. uh, yeah. virtually on my own. Obviously I had the help of people who en- encouraged me online. Uh, people like Matt Dillahunty yes. and yes. other atheists who who discuss bo- these beliefs and deconstructing all of these these yes. doctrines. Yeah, but I'm just very grateful to have escaped because a lot of people don't. People like my mother, who's still very deep into indoctrination and religion, just mm. seeing how how good people can be twisted. Yes, one hundred percent. Yep, and just be made to do these awful things in the name of their God and yep. their faith, when otherwise they would be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It just sucks because I know I know for a fact that I would have, I would probably have a good relationship, if not great relationship, with my mother, if there was not that roadblock there of religion. Yep. Fuck. And uh, yeah. it, it gets it gets to a point where you just have to cut some people out. You just you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's, it's hard. Yep. It, it is really tough, but you have to think uh, about your own mental health. Yes. You have to think about. You know, as selfish as it sounds, you have to be selfish sometimes and think yeah. about yeah. yourself yep. and how <laughs> how it affects you and how how traumatizing it is and how how much it can be triggering to be around people who talk about yeah. <laughs> these things and constantly tear you down and yes. and invalidate your who you are as yeah. a person mm-hmm. <laughs> it's un- unfortunately it's their choice so, so to speak I mean, maybe like the indoctrination can be so gripping on them you know like sometimes it's not their choice you know but it's 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 frustrating it's so frustrating and tough to to cut people out you know but uh i'm sorry you're, you're going through that that's i, yeah. I hate that <laughs> yeah it's been a, a <sighs> lifelong struggle for me but mm-hmm. I, I do have my my younger sister okay she is her and I are very close and 
Okay. She's pretty much the, the one family member that I continue to maintain a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. We both bonded on our religious trauma and our experiences <laughs> Yay, as, trauma. As, Yay. As, as children. It's trauma one of the best one. ways to, to bond with people, if I yeah. bond with myself. <laughs> But at least yeah. I have her, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. And yeah. she herself has a lot of a lot of trauma that she's dealing with, and I was accepting of her when, as a person in the LGBTQ plus community, when the church was not accepting at all of who mm-hmm. she is mm. or was, and so I was I was there for her. Yeah, and nice. I try and be there as much as I can be. Yeah. But it is um, tough. Well, so, we're here for you too. Yeah, so the whole yes. atheist community is amazing. Like I, I have chosen family because I too have a very strained relationship with with my family. For and so like the chosen family is amazing. Well, fuck yeah, except for this motherfucker. But still, you know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yes, but yeah, like, <laughs> fucking amazing people. <laughs> I, I am grateful. It, it, TikTok is honestly the best thing that's happened in my life in quite a long time because but before tiktok i never shared any of this with anybody i hadn't i didn't have anybody that i could relate to about my experiences Mm -hmm. and and i couldn't discuss these things with anybody it's just been so nice and it's funny how tiktok started for me in my life almost as a joke yep (laughs) i i it really did the pandemic happened the global pandemic happened and i had i had been laid off of my job at the time and i had nothing else to do i was sitting home (laughs) doing nothing with my life trying to trying to study and read as much and learn as much as i could about atheism and philosophy and the bible and Mm -hmm. as much as i could and i didn't know what else to do and so i would scroll through youtube videos and i would see people post tiktok videos and i had some Mm. friends talk about being on tiktok and i i wanted to be part of the club (laughs) i didn't want to feel like i was missing out i wanted i wanted to talk about these funny tiktok videos and so i'm like you know what it's probably not going to amount to anything. <laughs> I, 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 I'm probably not even going to enjoy it all that much. Right? I'll, I'll, just, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. Why not? I'll, I'll, I'll create a profile. And so <laughs> not even a year later, <laughs> not even a year later, I have 15,000 followers. And God damn it. Who I, I, I talk to on a daily basis who can relate to me and who are very yeah. encouraging. Right. And that's great. Yeah. And it's just been a blast. It has been so fun, uh, albeit sometimes stressful because yes. people can be quite annoying. Yes, they can. People can be. It is such a great app, but also that app. it's it's also trash. It's a trash app. It, it is. But it's, <laughs> it's, but it's, also, it's also amazing. Uh, I really met a lot of amazing people here. And a lot of people that we've we've spoken to in this show, yes. they've said that TikTok has been very therapeutic, and they've been able to find a community that they can relate to. So it, yeah. it's awesome. So it can yes. be amazing, but it's also a piece of shit. Fuck it. It's Fuck like you, TikTok. Two, two years later, a podcast and eight accounts later. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, I'm on account number three right now. Yeah. Oh wow. Three. That's that, yeah. only three. I thought it was more than. Yeah, that. that's it. Oh no. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. honestly shocked that my account has not been banned yet. Right? Because motherfucker, I, <laughs> watch I'm him so get banned shocked. as soon as he's off this fucking no, show. I like, God damn it! Oh my god! I haven't received the honor, the award of a banned TikToker on deconstruction TikTok yet. So. <laughs> I think Jeff uh, has the title of most. Oh yeah, accounts. what is he? Fourteen now? The twelve? Oh 13, yeah, fourteen, like something like that. 
God damn is, it. is Jeff the, the TikTok please don't ban me? Guy? Yes. The yeah, he's the, okay. the atheist troll. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love his stuff. He's great. He, he's actually the reason, I think, why we found each other. Yeah. Yeah, so same. Yeah. He, he's like the connection for everybody. <laughs> yeah, for that real. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so And we're cool. all going to meet him in April. So. Yeah. Woo! I can't fucking wait. <laughs> it's so weird seeing people in person that, you know, all, know. all you've interacted with is online. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So. so, So one last question for you. Um, yes. What are some things that have helped you with healing from all this trauma? You were talking about finding your, yourself and uh, re- trying to do things that you weren't, you know, allowed to do, right? Like your childhood, like seeing plays and all that stuff. Are there any other things you would recommend for somebody? Uh, just, I would say reading, definitely mm-hmm. looking up more uh biblical scholars and becoming form right yes yeah (laughs) education information (laughs) information and education is the best way to go about it because for real then you can better discover what it is that you know suits Mm -hmm. you more and and caters more to your own personality or help you discover who you are and certain passions that you have. I never would have thought that talking about my past experiences online would become a fun hobby of mine, but <laughs> it is now. It is but therapy yeah. though. That, that's what it therapy is. It is. is. It's you're, very you're, therapeutic. You're unpacking your trauma, looking at it from a different perspective and really examining it, you know, and like, holy shit, I went through those things, you know, how do I feel about them? How do they affect me? How do they change my life? So it, it, talking about it alone is therapeutic. It really is. Yeah. And also so, yeah. discovering more of what life has to offer. Yeah. Because it, it, being part of a, a religious community, uh, especially with indoctrination, can be very restricting yep. Oh yeah. on what you can do, who you can do. who you can be (laughs) what sort of what sort of things you can uh, participate in and and Mm -hmm. hey god said adam and eve so i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) you can do both you can do both (laughs) (laughs) you can do the snake too if you want Let's let's be shiality. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a slithering little slithery, slithery snake. snake. <laughs> we fucking love that. <laughs> that fucking oh. Vine, <laughs> vine. <yeah. laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> well, you're fucking awesome, dude. We we're yes. so happy that we got to meet you um, yes. through this podcast, and we look forward to meeting you in person. Oh my god, I'm so um, excited. Even if you don't Likewise. feel the same way. You know, no, don't just, lie. just fake it's it till okay. you make it. You'll be fine. No, it's been <laughs> such a pleasure. It has been so awesome talking to both of you, and even you. even even online, even just over TikTok or whatever. It's yeah. it's been a great experience, and y'all are awesome. So. Oh, thank you. You don't have to we lie know. to us, but thank you. Know. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> I I stopped lying to myself when I left the church. How about there that? you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he hasn't been lying this whole time now. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. And where can we find you? On TikTok as Jerry yeah. Yanis. That's my that's my at Jerry Y A N I S. That's that's who I am. And just one I mean N, if you right? want you can uh, just one N, yes. And okay. if you'd like, you could also find me on Instagram under the same name, but I do not post anything related to religion or deconstruction oh, okay. there. It's mostly just my art and my other interests. Ooh. So if you okay. if you are interested in what my other passions and hobbies are, then feel free to check out my Instagram as well. I Fancy. followed you. Woo woo. Yay! Woo-woo. And speaking of art and passion, we want to remind you that we do have a merch store. If you go to our Mm -hmm. bios on TikTok, well, you nobody can find our fucking bios anymore. (laughs) 
we always get fucking bad. So we we have an actual website. It's theburningeatingpodcast.com. And it takes you straight to the merch store where there are some new shirts. And there's also a special one of Mel fucking Jesus in the ass. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Awesome. Oh, if, you're a, <laughs> yeah. if you're a simp, I mean a fan of our content and like what we do, please consider supporting us. You can do so by going to anchor.fm slash burning eden six 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 and clicking on the support button. We would like to thank Kit, Kayla, Chico, William, and Robin for supporting us. Ooh, thank you so much. Ooh. Yeah, you can choose a monthly amount, any monthly amount that you want to support us with. It could be 99 cents. We don't give a fuck. As long <laughs> as you share the joy of Bath and Mel with all your loved ones. Or your hated ones. Mostly hated, um, but, you know. My, yeah. Uh. There's also, <laughs> if you go to anchor.fm slash burning eden 666, you can leave us a voice message. Uh, tell us to fuck off or tell us how lovely we are. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. And we can use that uh, that sound in the episode. We can actually yeah. add the audio. It would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. And also, don't forget, we will be we're, we are pimping this atheist convention out every goddamn episode. Um, <laughs> atheist convention in Atlanta, April fourteenth to the seventeenth. I just bought my ticket today. I'm excited. Woo! I already got my ticket, my flight, and my hotel, motherfuckers. We we still have a flight uh, to buy to buy, but whatever. I'm um, ready. Mel's ready get, with a fifty-four I have, gallon. I have to get more lube. God damn yeah. it! That's gonna be so much carry-on baggage, like. I wonder if I can ship it to the hotel. You can I'll ship it, it to them. I'll, I'll figure it out. Can you imagine? You walk into the lobby. There's this giant drum sitting by the front desk, and it says "Mel." My lube. <laughs> but the sticking out, Mel. Twenty-five thousand gallons. Oh my god! Oh my. god damn it! <laughs> Uh, but you and all go- the details for the convention yeah. it's a convention dot atheist plural a t h e i s t s dot org convention dot atheist dot org you'll find the information on the hotel and on the tickets to the event yes. and also we rec- recommend recovering from religion dot org mm, which is yes. an awesome resource for those who are deconstructing mm-hmm. and need some help with mental health resources which is yes. awesome fuck yeah any last words um <laughs> let's meet up in atlanta buy me a Fuck drink yeah. buy me a drink because bath owes me so many drinks he so has not bought me Fuck anything you. i owe you one drink like that was two years ago bitch oh you, yeah you're right yeah okay i can use a drink see we can all let's buy each other drinks <laughs> I can, let's I can definitely go. use let's do shots co- uh a few <laughs> drinks Give me some whiskey sh- uh, sours. Let's do this. Let's do some body shots. How about that? <gasps> yes. Off my titties. <laughs> Off my titties, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, oh so let's God. let's do shots off my tits, and I will see you in April. <laughs> That's right. We can't wait to meet you in person, my friend. Big yes. hug to you. And yes. Thank you so much. Likewise, thank, thank you. you so much for having me on yes. here. I, yes. An honor. Yes. And just like a dick fucking Jesus, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but this time, with 54 gallons of lube. Yes. He's lucky he's getting lube. That's right. Just because saying. we're going to slide out of this episode. Thank you so oh much. And that is what the Lord wants. Amen. 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 And now, here's some sexy bonus material. I want the whole shaft, you know? Like, what's wrong with that? I don't want just a tip. Just go all in. Like, I'm not here, you know? (laughs) Go all in. (laughs) Go all in. Beggar, go home, my friend. You know, like, come on. (laughs) If you can't come in her, come on her. You know, come on. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> first time Burning Eden podcast. Oh, yeah. I like the cherry pop. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I got like fifty four gallons of lube in the back. So it's a lot of gallons. Yeah, it is. You know, I I heard I heard about this on TikTok. <laughs> this whole apparent uh, fifty gallons. It's it's a lot. It's... But I don't know if it's going to be enough though for April. I honestly yeah. like. We are heathens for a reason. It's the reason so, for the so season. Are, are, Just saying. Are you saying that 
uh, you're not sure it'll be enough because it'll all be used before yes. then? Or, yes. Like, yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, before, before and during. Like all all before 50 and gallons during 54, 54, 54. We have four days in Atlanta. It's that's it's gonna go. That, that's a lot of days. That's a lot of time. Like we go stock <laughs> up on Gatorade. You know, make sure everybody's hydrated. Pedialyte, because there's gonna be a lot of fluid, you know, going around. So a lot of extractions happening. Um, a lot of rain. We need to invest in raincoats, shamwells. I'm here for it. I'm umbrellas. Let's do this. You know, umbrellas. Sa- safety goggles. You know, safety first. Safety first. Yeah, so, yeah. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. I mean, it God's works. gonna flood the earth a second time. Yeah, yeah my name's God. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you should come too, as yes. well as uh, go to the event. Actually, I I do plan on going. <gasps> Woo! Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. 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 Right. I actually, I have I have my hotel booked already. Shut the where, fuck up. Where are you staying? Don't. I mean. Yeah. Are, are you staying at the host hotel? Yeah. Oh. oh my God. So We're I need to get more lube. God damn it. <laughs> you're, you're so lucky I have Prime. Okay. Pull out, yeah, get the Prime. Get the, get the 60 gallon. Get the 60 gallon. Okay, listen. Like, my couch is not the only thing that pulls out, okay? So. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. So I'm so happy that you said that. So. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh, and all of this is going to be the bonus, by the way, at the end uh, yeah, like, of the I episode. <laughs> um, this is going to be, yeah, the bonus uh, of the episode. The boner? The boner? B- bonus. Quite boner. the bonus. I like it. Bonus. I like, I mean, who doesn't like a boner? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs>